I told him you never know. Good to be here, buddy. Oh, it's good to see you, man. Good to see you. Good You've been on the come up. Yeah. You've been on the come up. For Thank real. You, Thank you, Bob. Yeah, we, uh, since I saw you last, what was that? We were just about to head out on tour, I, th I believe, right? Yeah, you brought, uh, you brought Skis. Brought the you boy. You brought the boy on the bus. That was our first time meeting him. He was, you know, Skis is a legend. I knew, so I, we were talking about this off, off camera, but I, uh, I've always wanted to sign an artist, but like it just it just had to make like obvious sense because we're such a small team that like realistically we're, we're already spread thin on what we have going on. Like Foley and I, and then I have another partner, Kilmer, who does partners on certain aspects of our yeah. businesses. We're overmatched, and like that's actively what we're doing now is trying to create a, a ecosystem of the right players to help us a back office and. All these things kind of happening, I just I just knew skis. Skis didn't even really want to be an artist. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Well, you need somebody too that just since you have like a thin team, like you need somebody that's really just gonna embrace whatever their their stick is. Right. Like and do their own thing and be like, okay, if I don't, if I, if you guys aren't giving me this, not that they're seeking attention or help from somebody, but like right. oh, I can I can rock in the same vibe with you guys. Yeah, and just like the whole vibe of like, I want to help people and. uh I think what we've built is is really cool and niche and um, can really be helpful to somebody like skis. I, don't, I just don't think. Well, maybe he would. Someone would have, but I just was around him. I was like, what better guy to help out? Plug into what we have. One, you know, I know people will love him. That was kind of the number one thing, right? Yeah. Like I had fucking the Post Malones and the, you know, fucking you know, five-star athlete, Baker Mayfields, and then the really, you know, the 50-year-old business guys coming around the house, and they're like, yo, where's Skis at? You know what I mean? Like, they just, everyone, like, gravitates towards him, which is, for me, I know, just from what I've learned through my journey, is that, like, it's kind of segueing nicely off the Burt Kreischer thing you just talk about being a fan of somebody. Yeah. You, you need... In a day and age where music and artists are so plentiful and there's there's kids in their dorm, there's kids in their rooms making amazing music, everyone can do it. Like you need somebody that that artist needs to be somebody that people truly care about and are invested in as a person. And they're rooting to like the music. They're trying, they want to. When you play a ski song, you're like, you really want to love it. Yeah. You know no what I mean? doubt. Yeah. So that was like number one and then also just like he's a five tool player like he can he, he you know brought him on on busing people loved him you guys loved him you got you guys we go never met him you had never met him and then two weeks later like he's you know he's at tight end you with you having a day like yeah. i'm not even there you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. that's how he can he's one of those guys that like people just adopt as like you know he's just got that vibe about them like i was telling you before like if you have a vibe to where you you're thinking about you're second guessing maybe telling a joke because you don't want to offend them or you you don't really know their mm -hmm. vibe yet skis you already know when he walks into a room yeah like you can have the most fun yeah next to him laughing at him with him yeah. whatever the case may be he's gonna pop back at you yeah like, he's just got it he's witty he's got like the gift of gab in the social world mm -hmm. and when you make fun of yourself 
people don't want to make fun of you. Yeah. Or or like when they do, they know like you take a joke. Right. Like seriously though. They're not like, this guy's a fucking loser. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like they'll say, you're, you know, they'll say it to you. Like, and it, and it's an endearing thing. So that was why skis was so obvious and like really obvious to us because we were around him so much and um, I just knew it would work and dude, you should have seen like skis is like a fucking rock star on, on the, you know, on the, on the tour. It's been, we played 30 shows like. He, I knew for a fact, even with a small amount of work out, like he, we had only, you know, we hustled to get some music out. Yeah. I knew that he had never performed. Remember? We, like, you guys were like, sing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he dropped it though. What was it? Drops of Jupiter? Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and then we should, we'll cross cut to like, we'll make that clip and then cross cut yeah. it to like him crushing that in front of like 5,000 people. Cause he, <laughs> he really, um, I, I just knew he could do it because I saw him put on that hat, entertain people at my house all the time. Yeah. So, you know, he was nervous. He was more nervous than I was. I just knew he could. Obviously, it makes sense he's more nervous. But, like, he, you know, he didn't really know what it was going to be, but he just went out there and was himself, and he did really well. Is so. it true that he's on, like, a, you have him reeled in, like Coach Coach Mike now? Yeah. Yeah. He says he's only drinking on weekends now. Yeah, I mean, he drank every single night on tour aggressively. He, like... <laughs> He has, you know, I'm. He's young, but he, he and has, ripping darts. Yeah, he's, which is funny. He's smoking a pack a day. Yeah, yeah, and I feel you. Like it's funny, and it's it's all yeah. it's all that stuff. But when you're around him every day or around it every day, and you see, you're like, hey, like right. you know. Yeah, I'm slowly. He's all right. So like, I can, I give him because he he has a real mind of his own. He's smart. He's a he has he's very opinionated. He has stances. Yeah, you know, like which I I, I think it's awesome, but. You know me, I'm like over here like, you know, in this other perspective. Peel it all back. Yeah, peeling it back. And like, I'll be like, I'll walk by him in the kitchen and be like, you have no boundaries. And then just walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Like he doesn't have any boundaries with people. He has full access. Like, oh, you need me there? Oh, but I haven't seen you in six years and you haven't really come around until I started making music again. But yeah, I'm going to go have a drink with you even though I'm hungover. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... And I'll just do little shit like that, like, and it's just kind of chipping away because you can't force feed him information he's not ready to digest, you know. Yeah. So, I, I actually really, uh, I think it's because I've had so many coaches and shit. Like, it's like a funny position for me to be in. I was always like the young kind of fucking wild boy on the teams and shit, and just to kind of settle into this new space where he's the wild boy, and I'm like, I've done all of it. He knows I've done all this. Yeah. And, like, I used to be just like him. Like, I used to go, I had no boundaries with people, even up till recently. You know, like, I'm still learning that I have, like, it's just, like, preserving your energy and shit. Like, I just went, the whole second, like, 20 cities, I didn't go to one bar. What would you do after the show's done? You just go No, because I, like, I I literally am curating my day that I'm I'm peaking when I'm on. Like, this is it. This is not, after, that's not part of the fucking gig. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll, even before, like, I'll have some drinks if there's special guests, like, you know, I'll get after it more other nights, you know, but I get, I peak on stage. I'm getting, I'm getting drunk. I'm drinking during the set, you know? So, bro, yeah. I I told you I'm in the Stevie algorithm. Like, I see your shit every day. Good, I mean, it's good, good algorithm to be it's in. It's a great algorithm to be in. No, a, like, I'm in the busting algorithm. After that, I, after that, I'm, I'm rocking your, I'm rocking your stuff when I'm in the truck. It's Chevy Silverado. Shout out the boys at Chevy. No, for shout outs. Shout outs. Um, 
But bro, yeah, you guys are crushing it, man. And it's cool to see like the content you're putting out too. I just think it's super dope. Like you're fucking you. packing all these places. Not that I didn't think. It's just like you it's like witnessing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you kind of I think you got like privy to it while we were in this limbo of like COVID and I was I did the change from Mike Stud to Mike. It's around when we met. I started yeah. coming around Nashville. And you know, I think we're just all in that kind of camaraderie vibe of like this Nashville gang and we're right. buddies. Absolutely. But like it's another thing to have a buddy and then you like their fucking music and shit, and that right. just makes it doper, you know? Yeah, because so. the only thing I think I had, like, people would talk about the Mike Stud version of you, yeah, where you had all your old music and the and the parties and mm -hmm. the what you would do at, at all your concerts and shows and everything yeah. like that. But the, I, I want to say it was the COVID stuff when I first like saw some of your content because you were holding that uh that beer pong tournament, I believe the Molina Cup. When you're yeah the Molina Bel Cup, put the ball in a cup, yeah. You know and I mean? you're doing those post show those post game interviews and stuff, but yeah, man, it's 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 just cool to see. Yeah, it's thank cool you, to buddy. See. It seems like you guys are doing fucking awesome. We uh, you know, it, it's it's been such a build that this. It's interesting. Like I, I dreamed about the tour that I just had for a while. You know, like it was a dream of mine, and we toured so much. And I remember, you know, just like walking by the A room. Like a lot of these venues will have a big room and then a sister room, and like we'd be playing the sister room, and the sister yeah. room would be crazy. Like our fans were nuts, just be like walking by, looking in there, just being like, you know, I'd really love to be able to. F I'd love to be on a fucking tour. Imagine just lines around the block, and just and uh, I just got this tatted on me. This. It's very light and faint, but it says imagine, and I just... A lot of them are light and faint. Yeah, this one's extremely <laughs> faint, but it says imagine there, and it's just oh, like I imagining, I spent a lot of time imagining um, what's happening now, so just the importance of imagination, and, and uh, it's, you know, it's a form of manifestation, really, just like imagining, truly imagining things, and and uh this was all any great idea was was an idea first in somebody's head you know yeah this microphone we're holding like everything was somebody's crazy idea that you know and uh so it's it's dope it's interesting i'm just in this space where like the law of detachment like it's detaching from the results and then then you get the results you wanted yeah so like as soon as i stopped caring about like what it was going to be it became what I wanted it to be. And it's not to take any fire out of that, like saying it, it's not as special as I thought it was going to be. I just feel like this was earned and like this. Yeah, of course. You know what yeah, I mean? like, we were actually, uh, we were having a little bus and squad meeting earlier, mm -hmm. but it, it like doesn't take fire away from you not wanting certain results. But I guess detaching from the expectation of it, like yeah. it's like learn how to uh, separate the vehicle from the result. You separate fully from the result and you're just working on the vehicle because you love like you love being in your craft. Like it's yeah. not like let's try less in every every uh, facet of life. Right. Like you're just kind of like let go of thinking about right. I, attaching to some like we have to do this or we're a failure. I mean, it's very cliche like people say it, but man, the process is it has to be. The process is like what it has to be about, you know, that's actually the whole, like the journey is the destination, that whole thing. It's just so valid. You know what I mean? Oh, that's real. It's like, so valid. And it's, oh, what a and cliche, it's, but that's the truth. Yeah. Like there's a reason things are cliche. I've, yeah. learned, I've learned that. Life's a cliche. Yeah. Like a lot of put the that things that. Put that in your next song. Go ahead. 
life's a cliche. The the like you know just just I feel like uh, this vibe that a lot of young creators are in is just you everyone we're in a world driven by results and it's just like once you can kind of uh, decode the matrix a bit and just be like what is this about you know waking up and doing what you want to do and and enjoying the people you're around and feeling like you're making um, memories. And, yeah. and you're using your time here properly. If you're using that scale of just like, what else would I be doing? What else would I want to be doing? Yeah. You know. And and then as soon as you, as soon as you ask yourself that and you have a different answer, then you go do that. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, you know, like I was on the bus talking about, like I don't know, I might retire in two years. Who knows? And I'm I'm just starting to really ascend. Right. But like. I love the idea of like not knowing anything. You know, that's why. Do you why. still have that? I'll say stance. Um, I guess what it really truly is is like because also before, uh, like when we had that interview on the bus, phenomenal interview. Of all the Stevies out there, go check it out if you already haven't. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you were talking about. Uh, I think I was asking how excited you were about like getting back on like tour, yeah. getting back on the stage, and it, it, you kind of whether downplay whatever you're like oh this is just a like that's not that's not what's like really gets my rocks off i love like being away working on my craft doing my thing it was it something along those lines something along those lines uh, like how has it been now that you've been not not saying like that kind of takes you or consumes you but do you have a different perspective like coming out of like your second leg and we'll have to roll the game the tape on what i said exactly yeah, yeah yeah i don't believe i said performing doesn't get my rocks off I think I was. I think that's exactly was, what you said. Really? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but I, but I was in this space where like, I, I had gone from this like very secluded, almost like recluse lifestyle I was living. Yeah. And then like all this hoopla was back in my life, and I was just like, a little resistant towards it. Slash, you know, personally like digesting like how am I going to manage this, and be and continue on the path I'm on worrying Got about you. partying a lot and like because i'm a fucking savage like you put me in there you know <laughs> you know what i mean they're like that's why i don't go to the bar at all because i'll end up closing the place i'll be in the back doing miscellaneous savage. drugs in the back savage somewhere. stuff you know what i mean savage yeah. stuff yeah and um so you know i think that was kind of rearing its head there but what i can say is like it's a really cool takeaway actually i've been journaling a lot about this i've been fucking writing so much in my journal since tour just reflecting because I couldn't do shit on tour. I didn't journal. I barely meditated on tour. I was a little disappointed in myself. Yeah. I would meditate before going on stage, but it was different. Right. I had like a time thing, like there's a crowd in the background. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And learning, um, it's kind of like a lot about what we talked about in episode one is just like discipline. Self-discipline is like actually extremely rewarding. Yeah. And, um, and you know, going through this tour and doing it the way I did it, it was extremely rewarding because I was preserving my energy. I wasn't making bad decisions. I wasn't waking up with any regrets. I was waking up in a new city, excited, going to the venue like, this is dope. This is going to be fun. Didn't drink your piss at all? Nope. 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 No threesomes in the yeah, back, yeah. you know, like with random people I never right. see again type thing. You know, like, and bringing the vibration I'm trying to be on into the touring space where it can be it's it's just so rah rah you know it's so it's so the energy is so high like these guys are firing out of a missile into the bar after the show which we used to do we used to come in and fucking turn the place upside down nuts oh absolutely and it was i'm i don't regret any of that is actually a big part of who i am now and like 
why I'm able to have this closure and step away and just be like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, like, and also the business going from tier one to fucking tier four, where it's like, this is real business. Right. There's fucking 5,000 people waiting out in a fucking blistering heat to come in here and I'm going to be hung over with no voice because I fucking drank 8,000 fucking Red Bull vodkas last night. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing that. That shit's irresponsible and, and, uh, it's like a, a disservice to the to the gifts that I've receiving, you know, like to the it's a gift to have people care and a gift to have a business that that is operating at this scale. And what does that say to the universe, really, if I'm like spitting on it, spitting on that, whatever, I'm going to still do what I want. I'm going to drink till failure and fucking feel like shit all day and then go give. Not that I ever gave a half ass thing, but let's be real, like. I'm getting older, the human body like can take so much. Like, how many times am I gonna roll the dice till I get really sick or something? I fucking impregnate a bottle girl. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, some sh that's not how I see my life going. You know what I mean? So, when you have a vision for where you want it to go and you talk about imagining, like, <clears throat> I have an imagination about where my second half of my life goes. I don't know what the hell it is exactly, but it's not that. It's not yeah. having three kids spread out across the country and being a fucking horseshit. Can't be a good dad in that scenario, really. Right. So, you know, speaking to a to a to a real uh, a real girl dad, yeah, real man. life. She's four months old today. Cerulean. Happy birthday. Thank, I mean, yeah, happy I birthday, sir. I was about to say thank you. Whatever. Yeah. We're calling it a happy birthday. <laughs> um, but you know, just all these decisions and things and ideas that I was thinking about and and um, not necessarily worried about, but we're at the forefront of of like what I was kind of putting it on the pedestal of prioritizing um, to go through it and do it. Not that I was perfect, but I was pretty damn good. And, Which uh, is a good feeling. And it felt really good. And going back to your initial point, I truly enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed this tour. And you could say, oh, yeah, the crowd's bigger and the fucking songs are more popular. And of course you love it more. Um, but no, dude, I, I really, I come come from a mindset of the past i know how i used to think like the whole thing was about the party and the girls and the and the being the fucking bar all-star you know like you know and, and it's good life it is it's good life hey hats off to anyone yeah, who's out there doing that that's all can we have um, a moment of silence for for that life yeah thank you i mean and it was a big part of like my journey as a person but at the same time to be on the other side of of the fence now and 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 uh, just be in this space, it was super, super rewarding. And to be honest, it reinvigorated my love for for uh, the touring aspect. Now, things are going to change. Like, we're hot. The boys are hot, you know? What so, do you mean by change? Like, what? Like, I'm going, I'm never touring like that ever again in regards to being on a tour bus for two months straight. Like, it was just a gritty Every tour. single day. The country guys got it figured out. They do, they leave Thursday back Sunday you know what I mean they're yeah. going and like you know we just gotta we, you know some things have happened since I saw you last especially in the country world yeah really good things for us so some big opportunities coming Ooh, in the country world oh yeah okay and uh we have like same agent as Luke Combs now like a huge country agent and um it's just like this whole gravitating towards this whole vibe which was the plan from the beginning, which is just, it's happening now. 
and you know i'll never i'll never tour like that again where i'm just a road warrior you know because it is challenging to upkeep your mind your body spirit your business your life you know and it was extremely challenging extremely rewarding to succeed in my eyes about it but also going into a safer space where you know these this they got to figure it out over here like that's how you do it and probably some more help we're playing monday in chicago and there's fucking 3500 people there what is it on a saturday right probably six so going and then the popularity going up you know just going we're going bigger you know so bigger more thoughtful you know and uh it's gonna be really dope but i think i'm super happy we just did that we just did this sprint you know and we touched the whole country what was the most rewarding thing about it well just like dude i mean i i made these i made had this this talk about imagination again it's just i imagined the sound that i make now i imagined it for a while i've I spoke about it before but it's called i forget the name of the person who talked about this it's like who is it ira glass the artist gap and it's just like when you start creating, it's really hard to articulate and to actualize what's truly in your heart about what you're creating. Like there's just as an artist, you have something you're trying to say. And, you, you know, in music, quite literally, it's like a sound. So imagining a sound, like think about that. It's like a interesting thing. But I had this sound I imagined and I just chipped away and I closed the gap from what I had in my heart. What I was making, not that it was like shitty, but it was just like, it wasn't satisfying because I had something in my head and my heart that I wasn't achieving yet, you know? And Mm -hmm. now I've chipped away, I've closed that gap where I'm actually creating what I have in my heart and it's coming through easily and fluidly and shit, you know? Yeah. So the rewarding part is I endured that gap. I did the 10,000 hours. I took a bunch of steps backwards. I left the big studios. I cut all ties with Los Angeles. I had some big opportunities there, like, you know, with big artists and big things, and none of it felt truly compatible. Mm-hmm. Took a risk, stepped back, invested in myself, made these songs, chipped away at it, made them in my fucking house during COVID, made them when I was changing from Mike Studd to Mike, and everyone kind of thought I was over the hill. You know what I mean? They would never say that to me, but I know, you right. know? And knowing that I wasn't, but having to prove that to myself and then doing it and then going out on tour and seeing, yep, I was right, you know? And that was, that's, that's why this was so rewarding and going to the bar. Why, why do I need to do that? Like, this is the, the reward was here. And, and like, dude, the meet and greets, like we did Q and A's. We had this, I was super present for it. Like it was like a live podcast, you know? But I was just super present. I was not hungover. I was not wishing this would be over. You know, like, so that was all just, the whole thing was rewarding in that sense. You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, you have an idea. And then when you actualize it and then, like, it comes to fruition and people enjoy it the way you hoped they would, that's the reward as an artist, you know? Yeah, that's awesome, bro. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and you know, like, Will's trying, trying to chip away at me to become a fan. Of things, yeah, yeah. So, if you guys listen to, obviously, you guys, everybody that listens to this pod, know that you know, know knows Mike's stance on being a fan of like a sports team and sports in general. Mm-hmm. We had Burt Kreischer on our podcast. Literally, it was like the week after, I believe, 
and we were uh, explaining to Bert. Bert was talking about being fans of people and how it kind of brings you into their world. And he loves how athletes and people are open with their life because it shows like a relatability to that person. You're like, oh, I want to root for that person, not because of the colors or nothing else, but I'm invested in that person. And then we we transitioned to being a fan of a sports team because we had on, we referred to you as Mike Studd. We had on Mike Studd the week before. I know Fucking you don't know Mike Studd anymore. Unbelievable. <laughs> and because we were like, uh, uh, Taylor says Mike was more on the wave of live your own life right that was shortly after the baker mayfield stuff came out too i was a little which fired yeah, up. you were a little fired up from it but watching that clip on Bert, the way he explains yeah. where else do you go oh fuck yeah great point that was a great point yeah, great point and where are you gonna be week one i'm gonna be uh in carolina watching watching baker play cleveland yeah you're probably gonna be a fan you're probably gonna be pumping so that let fist. me let me let me cur- let me let me i have a i have a point to make here okay I'm a big fan of my buddies. Like I'll say, like if, when they're playing, I'll tap in. Like I'm, I'm super fired up when I see them do well, and like I'll, I'll have that. Fuck yeah, playoff Willie. Yeah, I'll have that. Playoff Willie's yeah, on, of he's on the gridiron again. Even just like what we're talking about with skis and like what I mean, what it means to be like a fan of somebody. You have to care about them, and like that's what he was kind of circling around. Was just like, you know, there's a lot of people that need that feels good to have something to care about you know and i totally get that i totally get that i'm more speaking to like the, the delusional sports fan that like is attacking athletes as they're not human you know and like yeah, telling them fuck absolutely. you i'm a carolina panther fan fuck you you didn't you know perform for us you shouldn't why are you on vacation with your wife like <laughs> yeah, get in yeah. the fucking gym where their entire it. identity is wrapped up in that team that's how their energy flows throughout the yeah entire and week. like look Everyone is different, you know? I have a different life. Like, I have a kind of outlier life. Like, you know, so what What would I be saying if I was just, you know, worked around the corner and I married my high school sweetheart and I wasn't necessarily, like, on this personal mission I'm on? You know, like, I've been given the gift of being a pondering man. Like, I'm a, thought, I'm, I'm a thoughtful man, when, when, and I came from a place of not being one, you know? So, but it's a gift. Like being an artistic person, right? I had to kind of turn myself into an artist. And what is an artist? It's like artists have something to say, you know, about the world. And it comes from deep thought, deep reflection, looking at the world from a scope of like, I'm over here and I'm looking at the world over here and Mm -hmm. I'm watching y'all and what can I say about the world and how can I help the world? Or And, you know, so I'm not naive to the fact that my life is different and I'm and everybody is different, you know. I, I for whatever reason, when you talk about being yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what's so great about skis, you know. It's so great about that's why you guys have success. It's just this identity that why fanhood becomes such a big part of what we're doing. These people, they feel like they know you, you know. So I'm just being myself and being honest. Like I've never, I didn't ever go to a fucking concert growing up. Okay. I n- I never went to fucking games unless I was playing. You know, so Would like you have went? for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I'm just not, I was never drawn. Like I was never like, oh, this is my favorite artist. I need to know everything about him. I just didn't have that. You didn't have, I, I didn't have that. Uh, now, are we able to separate? You didn't have that versus people you looked up to growing up? Yeah. There but, had to have been pictures. Like there had to I think have been teams Maybe, maybe I'm weird, you know, like I, Ski's shits on me all the time. He's like, Mike doesn't have a soul. He doesn't, he doesn't like <laughs> it. You know, like. Um, 
and you know for whatever reason i don't know like i think like when i think of somebody i can't think of someone i would get nervous or like super super over excited to meet really I, i'd be reaching i'd be fibbing a little bit like i think will ferrell for whatever reason like some of his comedy like so, i'm not even a huge like if you ask me what my favorite movie is i'd have to like jog my brain and it'll be i'd feel uncomfortable answering favorite movie or favorite comedy favorite movie and usually and what like when you ask me my favorite movie i'd be a little skittish to say like it's probably old school and wedding crashers because you're like those what? are great movies they are, they are great movies right but like for whatever reason at those little points in my life like that that tone of comedy just like fucking made me laugh my ass off and i loved it and i think he's so smart and i would probably be nervous to meet him you know or like yeah. a little not sure what to say or like you know <laughs> yeah but like for whatever reason i'm just not necessarily super wired like that I don't, I don't know what that says about me but it's not to say like i'm i'm big fans and supporters of like everybody doing great shit you know like Boys. yeah awesome. so, yeah you guys yeah, every, of course really seriously like i'm rooting for everybody and i i'm not one of those guys it's like I'm just doing my shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck everybody else. Like, it's not that at all. It's just how I've always kind of been. So I think I'm more of an outlier, but like what Bert said was, was spot on. And in the beginning of that clip, he was talking about a guy who was explaining why he's Bert is so important to him. And he's just like, I don't have a good job. I'm not really fired up about anything in life. But when you put out content and shit, I just, it's like a bright spot, you know? And, and um, when you win, it feels like I'm getting a win a little bit, yeah, you know? Man. And also being a person who ha who has, is that Skis, the boy? <laughs> <laughs> Always trying to uh, figure out a Always way to trying to steal the spotlight. Yeah. Um, we already did a segment on you, Skis. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like also being in a position that I have fans, right? Right. I really get it. You know, I get it. Cause yeah, because like, Bert was saying, like, the dude, he's like, I get it. You got your shirt off. Like, like he goes, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, you you yeah, said it. You alluded to it. You're a bright spot in my, like, day-to-day. -day. Like, when no you win, I feel like I'm winning. Like, uh, it's interesting. I don't know if I've ever said this, but towards the beginning of my spiritual, like, it was before I went on the spiritual journey. I remember talking to my sister about something like this. She was going through a hard point, and... I was just like, she was asking about me and I was just like, I'm good. You know, I was just like, I don't know why, like, I'm not sure why, but I feel kind of numb to everything, you know? And, and, uh, she was like, well, what do you, what do you mean? You know, like, I was just like, I was just, I have people tell me I saved their lives all the time. And like, I find myself not even feeling one feeling about it. What does that mean? You know, like, what does that say? You clip that in case we want to run. Like propaganda against <laughs> yeah yeah make me look terrible um <laughs> but no you know like I was, this was a while back this was 20 i think it was probably 2017 2016 and i just fell into this place in la where i was numb and like that's kind of where this whole thing started where i was just like why why am i not connected to what's happening and feeling good about it and and uh you know i could truly say that that's completely been flipped on its head like i get moved to tears almost by people telling me that. And I was just on a tour where like a lot of people told me that, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you have this like, like, I mean, it's a big following, but this niche, like, because you provide value on top of just like your move, your, your music, because you take people on the journey with you. Yeah. And you're like, you're an independent guy too. Like, yeah. 
your squad is like a, a gritty squad mm -hmm. where you guys are doing it without the big man yeah, so behind you. Bert's point about like the kids just being like, no, no, you don't get it. Like, you know, I feel like when you win, I win, and I want to see, I want to see everything like post it all, you know. And, and there's so much of that in our world. Um, I think all these fans, I have so many people that truly feel that way and like champion it and are so happy to go back to their friends and be like, yo, I told you Mike Stud was going to do it. Like, yeah. because so many people thought it was corny and shit, you know? So I see that now more than ever. And like talking about the fandom thing, like, look, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be here without fans and people being fucking fans of shit. Right. I'm not shitting on it. I'm not shitting on it. I was on this podcast fresh after the Baker thing on a sports podcast followed by sports fans shitting on sports <laughs> yeah, right. fans. And I got my fair share of backlash <laughs> from the Boston community. Um, this guy sucks, man. I hope he never comes back. <laughs> um, I don't get why Will fucks with this guy so much, man. Oh, fuck, um, dude. But, you know... I love those comments, by the way. Yeah, like, me those too. Are the, I get it. Those are the best. Like, really? Is it? Yeah, that was a good episode. That was a great like, episode. People say whatever they want. Like, listen. To oh, the I don't give like, a fuck. Oh, yeah. I know, but yeah. I, like, this is me saying it. Like, like, listen to the episode. It's like when we, you put out graphics, or I get on uh, the apps and I argue and stuff, or just for fun. Yeah. But it's like you, you clearly like go listen to the episode yeah. about shit because it's a good episode. Like you, you're able to like peel layers back. Like, yeah, if you see certain clips, yeah, because it's the it's the it's the vibe too. Like people be in yeah. comments like this dude Mike man, he just seems like he's on his trips. Like he's just some spiritual. Like yeah, he's just off of it. He's off the beaten path. Right, right. Like he's a witch. He's he's he's. He's Guy did too many mushrooms, crap. man. Fucking yeah, L.A. Yeah. gets everybody, man. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like, he's in the clouds. He doesn't even know where he's at right now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you listen enough, like, all, a lot of the stuff you provide is, like, it's like when you hit that, whether it's uh, maturity or, like, growth, it, using the word spirituality for, like, lack of other terms, wisdom, whatever the case may yeah. be, it's like when you start, like, getting on those paths, you start realizing like, oh, I'm in, I'm in certain boxes so fucking much. Like, mm -hmm. I need to zoom out. It's not that we're not in them or you're not it's in them. It's just that I'm identifying these patterns quicker mm -hmm. and getting myself out of it because I know, like, how I can. You're like, man, I know I can go down. If I go out of the bar, I know how I could look the next day. Right. You're, like, trying to be intentional about thinking this way. Here's how I'm going to go about it this time. It's funny. And, we're saying and you're able to speak we, on it. We talk about spirituality, but it's just the story of growing up. Right. You know, and, like, how do you want to grow up? And what, what does that look like to you? And not that it needs to look like that for everybody, but I feel like young men nowadays, there's so much, there's so many layers being peeled back. I'm just a small, tiny cog in the fucking system of people doing this. Right. And the reason I'm even here is because I, you know, there's a book, Think Like a Monk, where it, it's, it's like literally part of a chapter is like literally proclaiming that you need to read books. And it's so fucking true. Like, learning from great men before you who, you know, walk these paths. You don't necessarily need to walk the same path or do the same things. But that's what, that's what ancient wisdom is. These are universal truths. Right. There's a fucking book, Think and Grow Rich. It's 110 years old, and it's still a fucking bestseller. Every single thing rings true. Think about how much the world's changed. Right. These are universal truths about being a good man. You know and there's I mean? and there's adversities along the way. Like these aren't like perfect, li perfectly lived lives. No, they're, they're actually thinking. Grow rich is riddled with stories of overcoming, uh, overcoming hardships. Right. Properly. Right. Transmuting negative things into positive things, and 
I was had this conversation with my boy Blue about like trauma. Like we we have this thing called like I call it like what we talk about with skis or Ernest or like even myself or you like the it factor. I call it the sauce. You know, like it's not sauce sold separately. It's like the wings are tossed in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's what you got, you know, it's and and it's what's in you. And I think trauma is a gift. I think hardships are truly a gift. I got the whole tat this whole arm is like dedicated towards that. Like these little tattoos I'm getting is like it's a constant reminder when I, my body is riddled with reminders. Like this is my journal of like things I've learned and what I want to remember. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel bad for people who haven't had hardships and haven't had trauma. I feel I actually um I have empathy for their lack of perspective. I've been that. I've been that person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when, when I, But do you would you say people who haven't had trauma or would you just say cuz I feel like everybody's had hardships and trauma. Right. Not everybody. But they well, haven't well, I would say like they haven't they haven't uh took a dive into that scarring or into that trauma to actually learn absolutely. about themselves. Absolutely, they've repressed they, it. They, they take the, it. Yeah, they take their trauma and use it to project totally. whatever they're feeling I was to a, try and pull others down. A million percent. Just had a podcast with my buddy John Kilmer, who's in my group, and he's a co-host on YNK Podcast, and he's going through his first traumatic experience. I always was like, you're a fucking alien. Like He's always like, ha, 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 laughing at every joke. I hear him down the fucking hall, like hysterically laughing at 8 a.m. I'm, sometimes I'd be envious. Like, I wish I could just be find shit that funny. Like, you know what <laughs> Dude, I mean? You might be like Dexter or something. Have you ever watched this TV I, show Dexter? Am I like psychotic? Were they, yeah, were they numb to like emotion? No, but it's not. It's truly not. I'm, could I'm, you, I'm highly emotional. Think, like, but do you think you could kill somebody and not feel anything? Absolutely not. Could that's what it, That's what Dexter is. You know I, what I'm saying? Have you ever seen I it? I, I, I literally was thoughtfully removed a spider from my room the other day because I didn't want to kill it. <laughs> I did, but how do you, uh, man? I wish I could find something that funny. No, but like, just no. But I'm not even. What we're, what I'm chipping away at is like, he actually, the faults in him, because we've lived together for so long, and like everyone, you know, I know everyone in ins and outs, and like, it was so even keel, always happy, always jolly, and it was like it was great, but like. He had the realization as he's just been faced with his first real trauma. And he, he said it. He's just like, this is my first real, I, I wake up sad every day because something happened in his life yeah. that's sad. And he's already navigated through it, you know, and he credits some of the books and shit that I like put on once I found out what was going on and shit. Just like a perspective shift towards like, if your time's running out with somebody you love, like you you have to change your perspective to being sad, to being completely enthralled with the rest of the time you have with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and then also reflecting on all the greatness that has come from their presence in your life, you know? And, and you realize it's just, this is, this is life. That's, you don't, that's why you don't cry when the fucking elk gets eaten by the fucking tiger. It's the circle right. of life, you know, like, and um, I said this to him, I was just like, watch your sauce go up. Watch your empathy go up for other people. You'll never, you'll never mistreat another woman the, the way maybe you had in the past, because you realize what that fucking feeling is. You've experienced the feeling of being so goddamn sad by a reality, whatever it may be, something that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll never fucking cheat on a girl ever again, you know, because of 
the fucking pain that I've felt in whatever different, not even connected to what a girl's done to me, although I've had that too. Mm-hmm. I used to be that guy, like couldn't tie me down, like didn't really care, like, no, you know, I just had this mission and like, and I'm in a long distance relationship right now with somebody who, it's crazy, you know, it's a crazy, we talked to, I couldn't even talk about it on the podcast, it's just such an extreme situation, but like. An extreme long distance relationship? Yeah, for like ever, a lot, of, a lot of different reasons, like, huh? Have you seen her in person? Like we talking only on FaceTime. Act, we talking about an actual, only on, okay, only so on. you've confirmed her identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, my boy's not getting catfished out there. No, no. Uh, good deal. No, I've, yeah, I put the, you know, that was like one of the first <laughs> things I did, you know. <laughs> but it was, it was also just like this, this realization about, you know, going back to the John thing, just like the traumas and the hardships are just fucking where you get all your sauce. Cause you, you, you persevere, you overcome and then you walk forward a better man. You walk forward um, being better for it. And and you'll, you won't mistreat people the same. And you'll have compassion for the guy on the street corner that maybe his fucking wife got hit by a car and he lost all of his fucking marbles after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like maybe maybe your whole shift, like I know my shift, I used to be a fucking hard ass. Like someone says something to me, I wanted to fight him. Now I'm like, they're probably going through it. You know, like who knows what the hell he went through to right. be that mad at me. You right, know, right, so right. I ain't tripping about it. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, that's, these are all things that I think happen from negativity, you know, air quote, negative things happening because there's no such thing, you know, everything, what? no such thing as a negative thing happening. If, if you can really truly buy into it. Uh, now, look, I, you can yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Hey man, my fucking two year old, like my two year old daughter got sick and died. Like, how is that not negative? Right now, look. My a really that's spir- an extreme thing. Like, I but here, here's a really spiritual take on it, right? Yeah. Our human mind thinks it's thinks it's negative, with our very limited human mind of like, this is all we have, life. What's better than being alive here? How do you know that the fucking next thing isn't way better? How do you know yeah. she's not walking amongst us already? But we have uh, we have clarity that we do know right now is the only thing we have. Right. But uh, I don't live in that. That's you know what I mean like it's yeah. it's a decision to just un like it's a decision right and it's tough it's just look at this is just a mechanism to to navigate negative times mm-hmm. oh so so you want to subscribe to it's the worst thing ever even though you don't know why are you choosing if you don't know it's the worst thing ever because you can you agree that no one knows what happens next correct you never know we're on the you never know podcast yeah that's true. You never know. Even though I feel like we're we're at Bussin headquarters. Yeah, we are at Bussin headquarters. But Shout out to the Bussin team. We don't know team. what's going to happen next. Everyone here can agree that the only thing we know is that we do not know what happens next. So you're telling me you'd rather choose to have an outlook that this is it, and when something bad happens and somebody leaves, you're just going to choose to poison the rest of your experience here. You know what I mean? It's not to say you don't mourn things and you don't, but like the idea is that the mourning process. Maybe that experience, who knows what the hell is that? All I'm saying is on a higher, higher level, we're having a human experience. We're tiny cogs in this whole perfect thing that's happening. Yeah. Nature, life, earth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're, we're spinning on a rock. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. And it's hard to zoom out of like when something bad happens in your world. But I choose, I, I used to be a guy that if something negative happened, it ruined my whole fucking day. Ruined, could ruin very my- Very reactive. Very reactive. Yeah. And I had an awakening, like, no, I'm not. 
You know, so this is an extreme. This is that's the worst thing that possibly happened. Yeah, that was, yeah, what you said. You, I was like, yeah, I mean, that fuck, that seems pretty bad. Right, right, but but, but I, I do know what the you reason mean because I, used, I agree with the you. The reason I use the worst thing is because I think that's the only way that point even makes any sense. It's just like because that's the first thing the hater on YouTube says, like, how could how the fuck is what's going on in Ukraine a good thing? You know, like people getting killed and you know what I mean. And it's just like, yes, you I know? do think there's good and bad though. No, there is good and bad, but all I'm saying is like it's like the way you interpret it. It's is, a, I feel like it's, you, an, it's an outlook shift towards. Yeah. I'm gonna go with whatever happens is meant to be happening, and all I can do is manage what's happening here. So now that bad shit happened, how can I walk forward, become better? Am I gonna let it poison the rest of my experience yeah. here? But I do think you're aware that that like I think like like bad negative shit can happen. It's totally. like to, there's like, evil like, in the world. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Tony, like Tony Robbins says. Um, like stress isn't factual it's the meaning you give the facts like it's all about like how much meaning you're giving this because if we're if we're saying like there is no negative thing that can happen then how do you have empathy you know what i mean like it, whatever john's going through i don't know what, oh say say with me like when my mom passed away right and you're reaching out to me like you're empathizing with me right like whether or not you're like oh you know will i have no doubt you're gonna body this i know you know the right. whole perspective thing i'm doing the most to try and not spin it to a positive but mourning and coping and everything else however it's like it's this is a negative thing that's happened to me in this moment but how can i try and zoom out and not like keep myself down there totally because you're having empathy so you're 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 uh you're identifying that hey something's going something kind of went I wrong get what in, you my mean boys, 100%. in my boy's life get what you mean 100 i'm not saying bad things don't happen what i'm saying is it's the outlook shift towards look like your your mom this is a great example the way you've moved forward and marched forward right mm -hmm. isn't that exactly what your mom would want absolutely yes right so yes. like the empathy for negative things, like this, this whole conversation is about the blessing that is a negative thing. This whole thing is what I'm trying to say is like, you're actually better. You're a better person for going through it and championing and winning. And yes, you wish your mom could live forever. But did you know your mom, your, our fucking, we're all going to die alone. Mm -hmm. We come in, you know what I mean? Like we're all going to die. You know, but so with ourselves, so it yeah. fucking sucks when it happens, right? I'm not saying it doesn't suck, and I'm not saying you're not supposed to mourn it. I'm saying that mourning process becomes even more fruitful when you understand that, like, look, I don't know what happens next. I'm not going to sit here and say this was the worst thing that could possibly happen. Who knows? She might be right here in this fucking room. You know, like you never know. You never know. That's the beautiful thing. That's what I'm betting on. That's that's what I'm going to go with. And this is just a choice. It's a personal choice. But I think it's a personal choice that caters towards a better life. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think all that stuff that we're pulling from is like uh, those are like the philosophies or the or the the, the wisdom that you read into mm. to kind of help equip you. Because a lot of people they're like, like people aren't equipped with that kind of stuff yet. Totally. They don't understand because obviously in the world we're at such a surface level. Right. We're fucking going down. We're we're getting all the but that's the fine comments though. now. But we're this, we're up there. Yeah, this is and all I love it. And that's cool, you know, like, yeah. but this is what I'm talking about, the gift of being like a thinking man. I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. What, what am I supposed to do with this time that I have? Like, I don't have a schedule. I don't, I've never set an alarm. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I wake up when the fucking sun comes up, hopefully, you know, like, and I, and I fucking go through my day. And a lot, of, a lot of what makes me a better artist or better person or what I do or better human is a lot of reflection on the world and, and how I'm seeing it and, and how I think... I can make a positive impact and the, like the law of giving and service and 
being the best I can or using mm-hmm. my time the best I can. And it's not fucking off watching movies and shit. Like I'm, I'm you got to create your own progress. I'm thinking, like, yeah. yeah. Like I'm thinking, and I'm, but you say you weren't always like that. And I wasn't. You used to be reactive, which, which was, is why I think, like, when you get back to the whole scope scope of, like, your audience, your fan base, like, what you're able to do now, mm-hmm. like, you open you open the gates and open the doors and allowing people to see kind of the transition because in that transition is the learning because you weren't like, you haven't always been like that. You had the gift now, but you I, had to identify. And I think that's so important, right? You had to lean into all of your... We talk about the Bustin' fans and, like, when you see a clip of me and you're like, this guy's, you know, gone. Like... The reason, the reason the YNK fans, the reason the Mike fans, they don't have one feeling like that is because they know who I was. They've seen the entire process. They know I'm coming from that perspective. I was the, the fucking jock. Like, it really just mattered if I was going to get to the big leagues and how many girls. Like, was I going to get oh, the hottest yeah. girl? Like, yeah. When, and, was I, and was I going to, how many strikeouts was I going to, did I, you know, like. Yeah. You said the record, by the way? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alex Skies was here for that one clip. Here we go. Here he goes. <laughs> no, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. That's why it's back to the sauce where I feel like I have this certain sauce because I've lived on that side of the coin so thoroughly. Like I was that guy. I would yeah. go to every city, ransack the bars, all the girls coming back. Who? We, what are we doing? Beer pong, put your money on the table. Who? Fuck, next city, do it again. Be that guy so much in this little fucking egoic, very ego-driven like reality that I had created and what I was living. And what I realized is, dude, I go back to my programming. Like I have amazing parents, but I grew up in the Northeast in like a middle, very, very middle class situation. And I got kicked out of middle school for fighting. I was fucking 12. Did you win? All of them. <laughs> you know, but that's what that's what I thought made me dope. Right. So what is that? It's, it's like this meme, it's this the, the selfish environmental programming like every person listening, I challenge you to think about why do you think the way even down to politics like or even down to like outlooks on on life. Go all the way try to try to go all the way back to where you think that comes from. Was it your choice? When you were when you were 10 and dad was rambling about this and that and Whoa. and racism like yeah. a lot of these kids they're grown up to be racist because dad got in a fucking fight with 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 a guy in another race and you know what some bad shit happened and then he told those stories Mm -hmm. and then you know you kind of grew up and you're like maybe a little scared of him because you heard something horrific happen to somebody you love and dad could do no wrong to you you're a kid right but maybe dad was drunk and he was out of pocket maybe dad's dad told him some bad shit this is what the whole self-discovery shit is about like deprogramming unlearning so i realized i had so much unlearning i actually just did it and i didn't do it in front of people but i shared it in reflection i shared hey these are just something to think about you know like i'm not telling you how to live i'm not telling you to be like me you know like and uh, maybe it won't even apply to you you know but for me like fuck man my human experience has gone up tenfold and guess what all the shit that the kid with the ego wanted i got now and it's because I don't have an ego. Yeah, and it doesn't, it's not on a pedestal like it used to be. And it's not defining you. Yeah, and I think, what does that say? You know, when you live right, you're going to get what you want, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I, yeah. I, I think so. Like, and, and, then and maybe now, now the uh, the discipline part of me is coming out when you're like, that's, oh, that's that, that's that football. Like, that's true. It's like the whole mantra of like, you know, do less and you end up or just live right. And But what does that look for a lot of people? Don't try, baby. I know. I know you have that don't try tatted. However, I would argue that you do try. Yeah. In different aspects. Like, yeah. You realize that, again, you separate the result from like the vehicle because you work on yourself. We've been talking about our back issues. Mm -hmm. You talk about how you're about to go into this uh, uh, this new like uh, nutrition health. kick. Yeah, this yeah. little health vibe that you're about to step into. Yeah. But you're like, you're still very intentional in your process. Yeah. Which is where that stuff ends up coming, and then you kind of you're kind of just separated from the result of it because ultimately that's not what's defining you. I post stuff like I don't know if you see sometimes where I'm like, and I'll say like this is what I mean by don't try, and like there's certain things that come up. It's it's along the lines of like the law of least effort, where when that thing I just said was like I truly feel like when you're living right, which takes a lot of effort. So you could argue that's trying. Yeah. So you're taking it a little literal like you know what i mean really what it's about is like when you're living right a lot of the things are going to fall at your feet that you want you know what i mean mm -hmm. when you get your vibe right when you when you're treating people with kindness when you're walking out and you have intentions you have all the best intentions for yourself your business i want to do this i want to do that i have these goals but you're living in purpose like you know within your purpose it's back to the journey like this is what I want to be doing with my time. I'm doing it to the best of my ability. I'm trying to be the best I can. I'm not perfect, but you know what I mean? Like, that's when I feel like a lot of the best things start to fall at your feet. And, you know, I'm also, again, coming from my seat where I'm like, I'm sitting in my room, I'm making songs that can turn out being very fruitful business, you know, for me. Where are those ideas coming from? You know, like, I think it's, I think it's because I'm like, clearing up my vibe and my frequency and I'm like receiving of I'm open I'm not I'm not worried about a bunch of bullshit you know like I'm not worried about what my ego thinks or wants you know or at least I'm trying to clear that all the time mm -hmm. so I just said the word trying you know like there's a there's an aspect of the don't try thing where like it's it's like it's like talking about manifestation manifestation needs action as well like in order you can sit there and me meditate and imagine I'm gonna be a fucking on top of the mountain on a mansion, but you gotta go take. You gotta put action to it. Right. But what is that? What is that action? You know. And usually, it's along the path of least resistance. It's it's along the path of least effort. Um, doing what your calling is, and how do you find that? A lot of these things we do: meditate, journal, live your life the best way you can. You know. Yeah. So this is just kind of an ideology. It's not a literal. I'm gonna send you some links on it. Charles Bukowski is one of my favorite. Authors. I would love links. I think ultimately what I get at, yeah, I love the don't try mantra. Yeah, because you're saying, I know it. I know you're saying try. You're trying everything. You're trying to do. You jumped right in and did a podcast. Yeah, you jumped no right doubt. Because I, I know, this, I know you. That. I know you work hard. Yeah, and so I say it. I say it as like the don't try kind of reels you in. Like, what does this motherfucker mean by don't try? Yeah. Like, you you got to put in effort. However, I like the practicality stuff that I ultimately mm -hmm. get from you because I know that there's effort actually involved in doing it. That's right, right. Like, Vrabel's big on the great ones make it look easy. Right. It's like they're working on their shit so right. much and so often to where it seems easy. The way you're hearing them talk seems like it's very easy. Right. But it's something that they're that they're doing, like, in private. Now you're just seeing it in public. Back to the sauce thing. Back to the back to the it thing. Back to being you and why that's so important. I don't think you're trying really hard right now at all. 
But I, just for argument's sake, I love to think that I am. I put I in a lot I, of I effort. Think, Maybe I think, I think, I, I think you, you've moseyed over here and we've had an incredibly intellectual conversation. You didn't fucking try at all. I feel you. So My point you. is, you, you get into, the goal of life is getting into a flow where I'm doing what I'm good at. Yes. You, yeah. I'm being myself. I don't have to rehearse the truth. You know, like, you just sit down and we talk shit and it's fucking great. You know how I many people out there would fucking shit their pants if they had to sit there and have this conversation about some shit because you're you know i know you're you're just venturing into this world like we've talked about it like thinking outside of a football mind and like yeah, all the practicality the, what, was the, what was the one what was the one book um seven laws seven laws yeah. yeah i've i've referenced four of those laws in this conversation yeah and uh awareness by um fucking yeah who knows? I somebody fact check me on that one. But the book is called <laughs> the book is called Awareness. Yeah. But no, I feel you. But I sit here in the in the mindset of like, how much work did it take for us to feel? I tell you what, you tried really hard to fucking get to the NFL. For sure, and that's ingrained in you. Ingrained. But right now, I would argue you're not really trying. You're just I, being. I, and I love to hear that. That makes hey, me dude, cool. We're not, dude, when you drop the comment, like, Will, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I, I, I love, like, that's like, maybe my, that could be, a top, that's a top three compliment of all that's time. That's how I feel. But yeah. there's, you know, like you, the way you are now, there's so much shit you had to go through to be here. Absolutely. I guess what I'm saying, because I, I ultimately agree with you. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking about the people that, that follow all of our shit mm -hmm. and who might have like a uh a more it's practical like, life it's too, the practical like, stuff yeah. like okay what are you actually doing that's what i love living in right i love like living in like okay how are you making these certain steps why am i feeling this certain type of way around these people like why do i feel like i'm putting too much effort in but yeah i feel much better now to where i'm like okay I appreciate this, this applies to relationships this applies to like friends like if you got to try to be comfortable around someone probably not supposed to be around them yeah. When we sit here, like, I feel like we've known each other for 10 years. You walked in, what was it? It was a hug. We chopped it up. How many times have we really, how many hours have we really hung out? Maybe, <laughs> Not maybe six. Many, bro. Yeah. Six, six to eight. Yeah. So my point is, like, finding a flow state in life. I'm, dude, I come from the most practical family. My dad is the most practical man. He is the fucking stand up guy. Like, Show up at work every day, gets out of fucking bed at 4.30 a.m. Like, still doing it. I just, reti I just retired him. Grinder. Hustler and smarter than probably, like, actually had the spiritual phase before I was born and, like, showed me a bunch of books of the same shit I'm reading, like, yeah. 30 years Standing ago. Standing the test of time. Yeah, and, like, maybe, like, you know, maybe is a little smarter than like his practical life that he fell into and he led. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Could have been more of a thinking man, but like didn't have the time. Right. You know what I mean? Didn't or, have, or, you, or the luck. Too many things are in place to where it's like, ah, you know. I literally talk about this thinking man thing, like the luck, I, the luck, how lucky I feel to be able to ponder life. Because my dad didn't have time to sit, to sit outside and think about it. Right. He had to fucking be at my practice throwing fucking bad in practice to me. He had to be at my sister's thing. He had to be at fucking work at 4.30. He had to fucking cook burgers on the grill. You know what I mean? He had to do all this regular shit, cut the grass. I don't have to do any of that shit. And I know that. So you're speaking, and like, you're very protect. Like, dude, I, I went through this. Like, you're very protective of like, this whole world that you came up. Like, you pride yourself on being the guy's guy, the practical guy. That's you. 
Yeah, I, yeah, the I fucking enjoy, blue collar like football. Yeah, I do enjoy because well, I feel like uh, um, I guess getting to where I'm at now yeah. can be seen as like you feel like you're separated from these successful people because success to a lot of people is like monetary, all this financial stuff, right. which everybody has like what their priorities are in life. Right. But I feel like there's been a lot of people, philosophies and things that I've like learned and believed in to get me here that I ultimately would love to relate all of that stuff back to people who are like itching to totally. know. And that's like what is, like what is that? You're right, you're spot on. You know what I'm saying? But dude, that's, this is what I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. Like I'm trying to say, hey. I'm, like maybe like maybe your dad, like that's all that's all worth it to him. It's all worth it to him. It is. It, it's all worth it. It's not even like that's not to say none of that, like, he's my biggest idol. Like, I actually like the people I, I said this on our episode, like I talked about Versace. I look up to these guys that like show up and do a bunch of shit that I like. You know, I'm I'm operating over here, mm -hmm. and I'm not naive to the fact that I'm operating up here. Like he's like, oh, we're up here, you know, like right. This is where I want to be, you know, like, and that might that's just because my reality is different. Like mm -hmm. if I had my dad's job, I'd probably be the same guy. You know what I mean? Like, so I talked to Skis about this, and it's just like, as you get to different vantage points, I urge you to accept them. I urge you to be open minded. There's a quote that's uh. I'm open to everything attached to nothing. That's a great quote. And that's mindsets, that's people, that's situations. That's just like, yo, you being the gritty blue collar guy is literally a huge reason why you even got to a vantage point where maybe you could think about it a little more now. And maybe you fucking, you're living a little bit less of a fucking practical life, even though you're not. Like, you're very, you know, you're a fucking dad. You, you have all these duties. Like, you're not going to, like, who knows, you know? I don't maybe you could go, Maybe you could go on... But well, maybe you can go on and make a hundred million dollars. Who knows? You might have. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Bus. You guys are building something. You have one idea that works. But who knows? Right. Mm -hmm. The possibilities are endless. This is where I'm operating out of. I'm trying to tell the regular person stuck in the matrix that just think about it this way. You know, yeah. things could maybe. Dude, change. I think we're standing on the same side of the fence, looking up at the stars. We're both ripping a joint next to each other in this in this scene that I'm painting right now, and we're kind of saying the same thing. We are. Cause it's like, do you, are you uh, familiar with Naval Ravikant? Yes, yeah, one of do, my guy. Either you or Brian Peters might have put me on Naval Ravikant. I think it was me. I'm gonna I take credit for the, it. The, the almanac of Naval Ravikant, yeah. where he's like, you know, let's get everybody, Dude. let's get everybody rich first, so they understand that that's not what it is. And I guess I, it's like operating at the at the at the given the the practicality stuff yeah. of getting to the point to operate at a, at a at a lens that you're speaking on, because I do think. People ultimately, the majority just based on like how we've all grown up in the U.S., yep. capitalism, all that stuff, just the environmental um, structure that we've been around, like getting to that point so then you can start thinking that way. Because to me, it's, it's hard to just think that way. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's hard to just. A lot just, of my fans even still, like kind of, they're coming from even a, you know, lower isn't the right word, but like right in this fucking Yo, I got to fucking show up every, like, I literally have to go to work or I'm not going to be able to fucking live here. So, like, right. I can't think about this bullshit that you're talking about. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I feel like because that person feels that way, so they might look at it like, hey, maybe you just think this way or think differently. I'm not saying this. I, I, I agree with all of yeah. that. But I think it's hard for people to do when they're so, they're wiring so messed up because they haven't gotten that, that instantaneous, whatever they've declared success in their life. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, to me, it's a, it's, it's, 
I hate to say attaining, but getting to whatever that they think is important to them and then understanding once they have the freedom in right. their mind to do it. But you, I feel like you're saying you can have the freedom. The freedom can come first. But I feel like it's easier to say because now you are where you are. Right. I feel that would be the argument. Because you've, you've had to go through so much of a journey it just is the to argument, be there. Though. It is the argument. I think what, I, what most of what I'm speaking towards is a, a freedom of thought, free thinking, right? Freedom of outlook, freedom of choices. Um, look, I have a kid. I know a kid. He worked with me very briefly and then went on. He's doing his own thing. And he's. this is exactly what he's championing, right? We're living in this world. Naval talks about this, how people worry about wages and jobs. And Naval turns to Rogan and he's like, every... Do you know how many fucking hundreds of thousands of jobs have been invented in the last fucking four years with the internet? So jobs will keep recreating as the world changes. It's not like all the factories are gone. My, we're not going to have any jobs in America. It's actually, we're living in a world of crazy fire spreading opportunity. Mm -hmm. Changing your mind to say, hey, maybe I don't need that job. Maybe when I come home from work, instead of putting on Netflix... Maybe I'm going to learn fucking Amazon algorithms. Working on a skill. Maybe I'm going to fucking go out and dude, anything like there are so many opportunities and it's, and it's not to, it's, it's not to fucking put you down if you're not doing it. It's to say, Hey, if you have a little fucking gut feeling that's saying, shit, man, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be doing more. Fucking start thinking about that. Start maybe putting using your time on earth, trying to fucking maybe chip away at what that may be, what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. What lights you up? What lights you up? What makes yeah, you feel what something? What gets your rocks off? Yeah, what gets your rocks off? Maybe, you know how many fucking jobs? Like, it's, it's just, I'm trying to knock down a wall of just thinking the way your parents taught you to think, you know? Yeah. And, and it's not to say it's wrong because to your point about your my dad and like maybe that was exactly what he was supposed to be doing maybe it was and i believe it was you know like but i'm i'm also just saying the world's changing and there's nothing more important than your intuition so if you feel nice and comfy at that job around the corner and you're fucking happy as hell when you get out of work and your wife's waiting there and you guys yeah not everything's perfect but you feel comfortable and this is a good experience then fucking hats off run it up have one vacation a year, go fucking do it. Enjoy it. Go to Sandals, Sandals Resort. I, and the thing is, I feel like you can, you can have that same lifestyle and have the thought, like the free thinking. But then you, you even, free, like when I say like the freedom can come first, it's just about, it's just like disentangling yourself from like this very entangled world we're in of like, Oh well, my God! A, did you a, see what Tucker Carlson said? Oh, I'm like, God, fuck! I, how's our dude. fuck? I can't do this. If you got this. on those, if you got on those channels, you're already by, you're already behind. Turn the them off. Ball. You know, yeah. I'm telling you to turn them off. I'm telling you, like when I say turn the fucking sports game off, not if you, not if it's what lights you up. Just don't stop looking for fucking. Stop scrolling on TikTok about some shit you don't care about. On the other side of that coin. There's follow us on TikTok. So, follow us on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. There's so much fucking information on TikTok. Maybe you find what you're interested in on TikTok. Just use the fucking gifts you have being alive today to your advantage to maybe fulfill whatever your life's calling is. This is what I'm getting at. 
It's yeah. not. It's not yes or no. Your curiosity or it's not and or it's not and or it's a it's like it, what's what's the word? It's not either or. It's an and. Like if you got something that you feel like is in there and it's just like, I'm not doing the right thing, then start fucking using your time, maybe chipping away at what that may be. And these mechanisms that we talk about on this podcast, why I use my social media the way I do, is because, dude, no one can tell me shit. I don't care if you don't get it. You know what I mean? Not you specifically. Yeah, yeah. I think you're talking to me, but yeah. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> no, dude, I don't care if you don't get it. You know what I mean? It's not, it's okay. Then there's probably a lot of people that maybe aren't meant to. And good. that's good on them. You know, like, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm knowing what it did to me. I lived it. I experienced it. I know what my human experience is now versus then. I'm telling you, it works for me. So I'm betting on well, there's a lot of people that would feel the same. Not only am I betting on it, I'm getting the returns. I'm getting so many fucking messages and fans and people saying, dude, I needed to hear that. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm not, I'm not looking to be the next spiritual goddamn fucking teacher. Quite the opposite. Like I really probably am going to disappear at some point. I don't know when. Is it gonna be within but I'm not going to be like, I'm in Costa Rica, uh, come out to my ayahuasca clinic. Like, I'm not doing that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to do it. I won't even say I'm not because you never know. I'm down to change my mind on everything. Yeah. You never Gary Vee talks about it. It's a gift to be able to change your mind. Yeah. Attach to nothing. Open to everything. I think you know. I think we're. I think we're on the same we track, dude. This is a really. I good think that's what I, I like. I, that. I think what I appreciate because. Yeah. And when you say and people get it who write to you and understand it and this and that, like you say that and your boy loves to get attached to the word, like you like you saying like dive into that curiosity and, and chip away at it. To me, the chipping away part is the part that I like love to dive into because it's like that's the working part. Like you've had to do work. That's the trying that. Yeah. that you're like not. That's the trying. Yeah. That, that, that's the trying that I'm just have, like going yeah. back and forth. Yeah. But it's the trying like that to me is what is is what a lot of people would love to like actually get from it right because man he's saying all this and he's like kind of speaking to me but what do i like how do how does that look or right. how do i start on that because i can't just adopt this myth now you can yeah but you got to understand that there's going to be a, some type of process or like work that goes into like diving in that because you had to like again you had to go into your scar you had to go into your scar and you had to go into your wiring you got to like unwire yourself which takes time which a lot of work. yeah which is a lot of trying you could argue, you know. Yeah, and so, then you like you're sh not structuring, but you're trying to be intentional about your your this next wave of concerts based on what you experienced the first time, and you kind of alluded to like you know you're gonna see what happens, but there's this there was like this experience that you're like I'm not trying to do that same shit. I'm gonna kind of adjust my life this right. way accordingly, and you reaped a lot of rewards from it. But to me, it's that intentionality that went into it, the actual try part, right? Which is what I enjoy. I get it, and and it's, it's yeah, like. I'm glad we've talked about it because a lot of people ask me like, what, what, is, what do you mean by that? You know, like I, f I fuck with you. I'm a fan. And like, I, yeah. I love your outlooks. But like, what does that mean? You know, because I feel like I'm trying really hard, you know, and um, it's a it's a very. As an artist, this is why I got a tattooed at Charles Bukowski. He's, he, Charles Bukowski is, is, is a generational talent artist, right? Yeah. As an artist, what's better than stimulating this conversation 40 years later two young kids we're not even young really but like two young men we're young come on yeah we're, we're young. two young men talking about what this means and having a thoughtful conversation about it like it's not to say hey this is how you live right fuck you if you don't i'm saying the opposite i'm not even talking from a place like i hope you guys adopt this 
I'm just sharing it. You know what I mean? And, and like, you said it too. Like if you're sitting there and you, there's something that you feel off about, like dive into that curiosity because the universe is saying something to you that you're maybe yeah. not doing what you, you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Now, if you are and you enjoy and you have peace, you have happiness, you have all that stuff. I've said this on this podcast. I don't think with you, but I love it. And you could replace the word God with universe. But they say, and you could replace the word prayer with meditation or reflection. But they say, prayer is us talking to God. Intuition is God talking back. Mm -hmm. So meditation is us talking to the universe. Intuition is the universe talking back. Yeah. So when you get these gut feelings, I just think they're so important. And that's really what I'm getting to with all this, you know? Yeah. And I do feel like I'm trying a lot less. I feel like I'm working smarter, not harder. I feel like I'm showing up for myself, you know? Um, and I feel like I showed up when it was really hard for a while, when I didn't make a great song every time I went in the yeah. studio, you know? But I was called to it. I was called to it. I was called to the studio, you know? And that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I, I love all the shit. Like, yeah. I feel it, like, talking with you anytime yeah. I see you, like, seeing it in all your, on all your social and everything yeah. else. I do. I love talk. I love talking in the weeds of it. Yeah, no, and I think you're like, man, I because a lot of people like I didn't have a good song. Like, man, the nervousness and fear that you have of like something that you're doing, artistic or your own art or whatever it is, and like you have this like weird, weird like you want it to be accepted. You know that's not the most important thing, but you sit there and battle with those voices like on your shoulders. Like I love like talking about that shit because you've obviously went through a lot of uh, like digging and learning about yourself too acquire this freedom and down again remember when i talked about the conversation with blue blue ups right there about trauma and like hardships and sauce and like that shit in the weeds like again it's like where you get all your sauce like you just fucking earned it proved it to yourself and like went through hard shit you know what i mean even with your mom like mm -hmm. came out on the other side of it like yeah you have hard days yeah you fucking missed the hell out of her but you're fucking living the life like the way she would want you to you know like right. that isn't what what what's better than that yeah. You're actually better and cooler, believe it or not, because of that. Because of your sauce went up because you fucking went through some hard shit and you bodied it. You know what I mean? And it doesn't make it any less hard to go through or any less like hard to realize she's not here and you have those moments. But at the same time, dude, like, what was your, what is, when you have a, you have a daughter, hmm. what are you going to want for her? You're going to want her to live her best life. No question. You know, and be happy and fulfilled. And, like, when you're gone, like, fucking do shit in your honor and, like, do the thing that makes her happy. Like, you know, so what else for you to do than that? Right. And you being in the trenches fucking moping around about her not being here wouldn't be that. It, no. would, it would be, and it would, your vibe would be lower and you wouldn't be you. You wouldn't be, why, people wouldn't be tuning in as much to, like, just be around your vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the whole point of the whole thing. Like, we've circled around kind of a lot of the same topics today. But I love it, though. Like, it's an amazing conversation, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think it's really valuable because a lot of people are coming from that seat. Yeah. You know, and, and I know when I said, like, oh, nothing bad happens, you're like, oh, hold up. You know what I mean? Like, no, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I was thinking I was thinking of the Tony Robbins quote, the stress, the, the uh, stress isn't factual, it's the meaning you give the facts. Yeah. And then you mentioned the... the uh, the daughter dying or somebody dying, I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of... Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I enjoy that stuff because to me, everyone gets to these, like, gray areas of thought. Yeah. Right? These forks in the road of, like, taking taking this road. Uh, you posted a graphic the other day, I think, on it. 
making the hard decisions, easy life. Easy decisions, hard, hard life. life. So you got to make some hard, like, you know, hard decisions. It's like hard to, it's road, hard to fucking hard to say do. no to the party when there's a fucking bad bitch there and all your buddies are going and everyone's drinking. And you're the man, like, you're, you're, yeah. you're the man. You're the biggest show that's in town. That's what we talked about what was most rewarding about this tour. Like, that's why I felt the self-discipline. Like, I felt really good waking up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what gifts... I mean, what's better than feeling good? Isn't this really what we're doing? Right. Why you want to get your back healthy? Why you want to fucking make sure your wife's happy? Because when shit ain't going good, this ain't it. Right. You know what I mean? So what's better than feeling good? And and then what it comes down to is like, are you going to make the decisions that ultimately are going to make you feel good long term? Right. Not the immediate gratification of the cheeseburger or the fucking, you know, for us, like fucking the girl that's really easy and hot and wants to do it, you know, and like I'm the cheeseburger. You guys are the yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, we but do you know, love I mean. cheeseburgers over here. Yeah. I know, but I feel you. You know what I mean? And, and dude, it's not to say you live like a fucking. I live like a monk by any means. I don't. You know, could I someday? Who knows? I don't know. You, know, you never know. You never know. But yeah, like that's what's been rewarding about it. And shit, man, like changing my mind on things and changing myself. You are in, um, it's interesting, you guys are both Nebraska boys, like skis is like elementary level, and I don't say this in a way of, I'm talking in the level of, if you're going to go down this spiritual, like, perspective, pondering life thing, which you're going to go down, like, you don't, you're skittish about it, you're a little like, I got too much practicality, I'm, I'm, that's me, I'm Chevrolet. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I have a pick, I, you're placing me in a box right now, but it's I have all a pickup truck. Like I haven't went on that trip yet. You know what I mean? But you're you're like putting your feet in the water and you're like, oh, it's nice in there. Like you're looking at the reflection of the pond and you're like, what's you know, what what is this? Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm very much curious about that stuff because I do because ultimately, like, if not, you, you stay on a hamster. Let's dive wheel. into fatherhood for a second. Let's dive into it. I'm a yeah. So there's so much practicality that comes in. You gotta fucking show up and you gotta wipe her ass and fucking put the diaper on and tend to her when she's crying and it's mm-hmm. a fucking nightmare sometimes. Yeah. But can you, have you done any reflection on what the fuck is going on? She came out of your ball sack. You Bro, nutted, you nutted, that is true. You, you nutted like in your wife. Millions of sperm. She grew in her, in her body. Yeah. She came out of her vagina and now she's, she's your daughter. Have you thought about that at all outside of like, I'm a dad. What's up? You know what I mean? A like, little bit, yeah. Like, think about... There's this, there's this uh, educational video showing the sperm work its way up and how the one sperm Yeah, attaches. fuck the science, though. Like, thinking about... Talking about, like... Remember when, when I said the thing about the daughter and it was, like, rattling for you? Like, about life and, like, how human brains... Like, we have a limit. We have limited... Like, dude, do you know how many galaxies and universes and there's fucking, yeah, there, like we can't, we can't fathom, we it. can't fathom it. So I don't try to. We try just, and put a wall out there, but there is. No I just wall. choose to say I'm gonna go with we don't know shit, and it's, this goes on forever, and I'm not gonna worry about it mm-hmm. because that's easier and it's better. Yeah. So when you have a kid, it's like the has it been life changing for you or has it not? You can be honest, like yeah, it's got it, it's getting to the point now that she's getting like I mean she's only four months, but now that she's like holding herself up like i'm obsessed with with my daughter now yeah like i just at first she was just like a thing in the in the yeah like you're kind of feeling your way you're more on like the selfish attitude about it because your your sleep's getting fucked up a lot like you're having to tend to them several times at nighttime like they're not fucking taking the binky when it's just like it's right there fucking take the binky um 
So there was Take like the, the binky, bro. I'm serious. Like to where you fucking, you flex hard. <laughs> like you want to squeeze the shit out of her, Take but the you just sit there and binky. flex instead. You're yeah. like fucking go to sleep. I think we need a loud, fire loud enough so my wife can hear it a little bit to be like, hey, sweetheart, you want me to come up and kind of take this? Yes, please. Yes. Um, but it's yeah, it's that at first to where you're more still in your own bubble. Now I'm not saying I'm completely selfless now, but it's like. Like just the daily routines and like her laughing now, dude. Did you see the fucking heard her laughing on the swing video? The best. I mean, it's like I'm obsessed with my daughter, and I like I I just I love it. I enjoy it, and I hope I'm not. You know, I love. Uh, I read. I get this newsletter. The only newsletter I subscribe to it's called Daily Dad by Ryan Holiday. Like the Stoic. Daily Stoic. Stoicism. Yeah, yeah, Stoicism. And I hope to kind of like be intentional about embodying stuff like that so hopefully i can pass that down to her as she like navigates everything else it's like again getting too she's attached. gonna learn everything she knows from you and your mom and her mom yeah and it's like knowing that like now she's like rolling over but we're we're the only ones witnessing her growing and like having to learn how to do shit yeah we're the only ones so the attachment is like it's awesome being a dad is is fucking awesome now the lows are, are lows and i'll speak very highly or i'll speak very loudly on those lows when i need to yeah but it's also part of the part of the, the gag yeah for sure it's part of the gag, the girl, monetize, dad, the baby. gag. Yeah, monetize the baby yeah monetize the baby at all times shirts yeah. uh but yeah because everybody loves talking about all the high shit with being a dad like there's some very shitty changed times. my life dude yeah, yeah, yeah. never happened. thought i could love something any more than this yeah no it's true though but like what I'm getting out of here is like life goes on and things happen and then you change your mind, you know, and you change your mind and what's important. That, that's all going to the, uh, uh, open everything, attach nothing, yeah. like being fluid in all these moments. Reinventing yourself to like, Oh no, it's not about me anymore. Yeah. Fuck my sleep. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but like you get, you're in. You, you, and, you I mean, you'll have one one day. And now I, I get to be the dad and say you'll know one day. And that's what being, that's what being, that's what's so great about being a dad. And like when we talk about the self discipline, when you make the right decisions and how you feel, you'll need, you'll start needing less sleep because you know that you're fucking giving it your all to your fucking flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is your. This is a whole new thing, and and it's no longer about you, and that that actually can be a gift. Yeah, because going worrying about yourself the whole fucking time, your whole existence, it's not it. And a lot of guys get to that point too, where they have a kid, and that's that's where a lot of you like, see the old guy with his shirt happens. out and fucking gray hair, and at the bar, and he's just you just want to talk to him, like yeah, because he stopped caring. Yeah, about like you know, like as a young man, and like just in our culture, it's just like. When I talk about even retiring and like when I make that joke, like who knows, I'm gonna disappear. Cause I don't wanna have a whole life that's just about me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like I, I don't want a fucking guy who does my laundry. I don't wanna fucking, I wanna drive to the grocery store and do it myself someday. I wanna, I wanna go out and pick the fucking food off my land. I wanna raise my kids and fucking do their laundry and drive them to school. And I wanna, all these things where it, I don't want a fucking camera crew filming me putting it out to the internet anymore in the universe. Like, it doesn't need to be about me forever. Like, and that was a huge realization too. Like, where I come from, this place where like, I'm not. I don't know where it's gonna go, but I'm detached from where it goes. And yeah. and um, I know that. I know I don't want to be the fucking forty eight year old guy. Like, 
yo, swipe up on our podcast. We're diving deep into like, you know, like, I don't know. And that's just, but dude, that's just. I posted a video yesterday at, saying tap this link, download on Apple right, and Spotify. But I'm saying for me also, like, you don't get up on stage. You do sometimes. But like this whole thing, like you're new in content. How long have you been doing it? Two years, uh, three years? How long has the podcast been rolling? How long yeah, have you been doing years. shit on camera? Like, Yeah, maybe a year and a half. Yeah, I was on Vine back in 13. Right. <laughs> so dude, Back in 10. But yeah, yeah. Give it like, 10 years. Actually trying to like... Give it another 10 years of looking at your fucking dumb, stupid face. But getting, getting... Yeah, yeah no <laughs> like doubt. That's how I feel about me. I'm yeah, just yeah. like, shut the fuck up. Bro, hey, I agree with you. But they're like... Getting over the hump of even putting yourself on camera and being like, man, I feel so right. fucking stupid. It's also awesome because I don't give a fuck. I literally never watch one of my podcasts back. I, I don't, I'm not, no, I just sit here, we talk, I never think about it again, we go on. You would if podcasting was like the whole shtick you were trying to do. Probably so, yeah. You're about your craft. It's, it's a style choice, but also think about who I am and what I'm preaching. I don't need to fucking edit what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> this is me. Yeah, let it go. And if it's too rambly for you or too many fucking... Fragmented thoughts and, and it's probably not for you Yeah Do you want me to care less? Yeah Do you want to see another tattoo I have? Yeah, yeah, yeah Are you flexing right now? Where are we at? Explain that Not the, not the words The, the skeleton a little bit more See the skeleton? Who cares? Uh, don't die with your Music still in you These are unrelated These are unrelated But it makes sense Because it's a skeleton I said I have the That's my favorite Wayne Dyer quote Yeah Where he's just like It's about It's about what we've been Getting at this whole time Where it's yeah. like If you got a song in there Go fucking sing it You know what I mean Yeah Whatever that is Doesn't have to be music It's like Oh you wanna You wanna work with animals Go fucking do it Right Volunteer at the place Till you get a job And then that, make that Your fucking job Yeah You know what I mean and this is a skeleton holding up a who cares sign because everything we're caring about when we're alive is really, it's like speaking to the ego driven, you know, societies of, and, and programming that I felt like as though I had, like the things I thought that really mattered. Mm -hmm. I'm now, I'm now interested in like, when I die, what really matters? You know, when it's that time, when it's my dying days, like, what am I going to really care about? Is it going to be how many gr fucking platinum songs I had? No. No. It's going to be like, what What do my friends and family say about me? Pretty Le much it. Legacy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, we've talked about legacy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, I, I hate the legacy of like, The Rock, like, dude, this guy, like, and get, I oh, get Oh, yeah, it. we're on the opposite sides of the fence with The Rock. I think we talked about that last yeah, time. Yeah, like, dude, pod. like. You hate The Rock. I don't think The Rock hangs out with his family at all. There's a lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. I I'm How with you he? on that. What is he living in an alternate universe? With no doubt. He hours? travels, I think, with his gym. Like, he gets an Iron Dude, Paradise he's, set he's up. He spent more time hotel. in Aaron, Iron Paradise than with his fucking girl, his his daughter. Guaranteed. Yeah. And The Rock's going to come kick my ass. But, like, this is. You might even, be all right. You might have a shot. Maybe, Undefeated in middle school. You might have a shot. He'll kill me. Maybe I'm wrong, right? But it's just a, it's just an example of what legacy pisses me off with these people that are really doing shit for their ego. Yeah. My legacy, dude. My daughter's going to fucking look up one day and see all these fucking plaques on the wall and know that her dad was a fucking hard worker and worked for her. There's validity to some of that. But I think nothing overrides. How many times did you were you there to fucking hug her when she, her boyfriend broke up with her? Yeah. That's what I think matters. All my friends. But I, maybe, maybe, not to say that this is the rock, but... Maybe you know it's like uh, yeah. it's like Gary Vee talks about work life balance. There is none. Like do what you find what you love to do and do it. Yeah, 
Gary Vee is another guy I would love to pick his brain about because I love I, Gary Vee is quietly become Skis and I's favorite because everything he does is hilarious. He's not even trying to be funny. Right, he's not trying to be. He's funny. so fucking funny and entertaining. Yeah, you have so much fucking time, bro. Like all all of his things, like dude, and a lot of his shit like pisses practical people off. Yeah, like they a lot of people think it's like overplayed stuff, but he's got. But he means it, dude. And and like I'm, he's got from, gems in there. Yeah. It's like we're slow to say we love Gary Vee, but also dude, I love Gary Scroll Vee. on some Gary Vee later. Oh yeah, dive into that yeah. shit when you need to get straight and some straight. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? like. And uh, I would love to pick his brain about it because I think, you know, here, here's what I know he'll say. He's literally like, he's literally doing what he loves and, it, and it's just who he is and he's just documenting it. And like, you know, I wonder, I ha like, I haven't really seen him talk about family and shit, but like, I know he has that, like for me, the ultimate thing, cherry on top, would be would be knowing that his family really respects him and has nothing but praise for him. That would be the ultimate, like, all right, this guy's the fucking shit. Because yeah, we have to he, dive in on him. He is the shit. Like, he is already, and he's he's putting so much good into the world. I just hope, you know, my hope from where I'm sitting would be, he's utilizing that other time, which I I bet he does. My bet is yes. My bet is he doesn't watch a fucking TV show. He's like, he's making it happen with his family. And I don't even know what his family dynamic is. So like, you know, right, I'm speaking right. out of turn. But like the idea for me when I come, when we talk about legacy is just like, I don't think any of this shit matters. Like the, the plaques on the wall, the trophies on the, in the case, or, or even just like, you know, I don't think your kid's gonna, gonna care if you made 250K this year instead of 100. My mom, my mom and dad, I literally grew up in a state of abundance and we had nothing. My mom and dad were extremely generous. Like, my dad was more practical, like worried about money. My mom was just like, give the kids what they want. Mm -hmm. But who's to say I would be who I am without my mom truly making life feel abundant? I didn't think I, I didn't need anything. And I had a, you know, we had a small home and a fucking less than $100,000 household, like two nine to five working motherfuckers too like yeah. really working their ass off but i never felt as though i needed anything now it speaks to great parenting when you have great parents man it's a blessing you realize that you get older you know but right. um shit man like that uh, that abundant lifestyle it, it, it like kids don't eat a lot you know like you, you can teach them and yeah they'll look around at their friends and they got this and that and like so sally has the fucking new iphone like Think you could? I think you could parent the fuck out of those situations. Hey, like it's not about that, you know. Like, You're right. phone works the same. Like, you know, like we're, you know, we're gonna make sure you have this or that though. And like, hey, like life is about looking at what you do have, not what you don't have. Like mm -hmm. all these teaching moments, like you know. So it's life is just like a big canvas, you know what I mean? And I think that's what the interesting part is. Like I've been, we talk about it. We're super lucky to have a have a a pretty big canvas and it keeps growing and we can keep painting and adding new layers and shit. And, and, uh, that's what I'm trying to do, you know, and, and I'm trying to share it and trying to share it with cool people, trying to have productive conversations with my time. Mm -hmm. And even at our crib, like I'm working, we're not bullshitting, not bullshitting at all. It used to be a lot of bullshit going on. Like no more bullshit. Really. We're still having a good time and fun, you know, but Grinding. yeah we're yeah well like process my time yeah i'm in love i i actually have fun sitting down in front of the computer and like 
diving in on some music that I've been creating. I have fun going for a walk around the goddamn neighborhood. What does that say? Maybe I'm just becoming an old man. I don't know, but no, bro. I, th I think my perspective. You, you've you've uh, you've you've uh, went deep into your curiosity, like yeah. all the, like everything we've been talking. When I walk, you're by like the trying. Bar, you're you're like mastering yourself. I walk by the fucking bars in Nashville, and I'm like, I would never go in there right now. I don't want to Especially go now, bro. The way Nashville's booming. It's I booming. mean, you're shoulder to shoulder everywhere. And it's not even about the fans thing. Like that was part of it. Like, especially on tour. Like, I can't. I can't go in the bar. I get. I get murdered. The fans yeah. like, and they're just fired up and they want to talk and want to have a shot. And that was manageable when I was 25. And there was like 100 people versus fucking 300 fans in the bar, or, or there was like 50 fans in the bar. Now there's like the whole bar is the fans. Yeah, and we're getting murdered in there. I would die every night. You know yeah. what I mean? So I can't like, and and I think the fans really understand that. You know, and these conversations are helpful for them to understand. Um, but, you know, I just think it's beautiful to reinvent, man. I really do. I think it's such a such a great part of life, and it makes think about it. When you get sick of something, what happens? Why do you get sick of something? It's because you've done it a lot, right? Right. So when you reinvent. It's kind of like starting over in some ways. Yeah, but a lot of people don't like going back down to the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. You might that's ultimately what you... Yeah. If you put it like an analogy to it, people don't like starting over. Yeah. I had a quote with... Uh, I posted it, and it was pre-mullet, pre Mike. Okay. So I, I can't even... It's hard for me to repost. Yeah. My ego didn't want me to repost it, because I'm like, that guy sucks without the mullet. I don't even know. Yeah. But I posted it, and it was to Modson, who... You familiar with Modson? Do you know mm -hmm. what Modson is? Yeah, he's a like a big LA, you know, pioneer of like he's been in LA for like he's like a fucking hustler, a mover shaker, very artistic guy, like really played the long game. Like no one accepted his music for uh, not no one, I'm saying he was kind of stuck in this like middle ground where like he was really frustrated, like just kept banging against the wall to get to this new height. You know, like where he all he wants to do is be an artist and like perform and and he's great, very artistic person and nice guy, too. And he was going through it, had a breakup with, a, you know, this rock star girl in L.A., like kind of got fucking his ass kicked by it and was down in the dumps and thinking he was over the hill type thing. And yeah. and, you know, I had this we talked about it. It's a really emotional episode. He's bursting, crying during it. You should watch it. And he, and I said something that I just, I had, it's just regurgitating something I had seen um, somebody talking about. But like, nature like teaches you everything about life. Oh, yeah. And mountains, like, I have a song called Mountains. Like, I, when I'm in the mountains, like, I, I just feel like that's where I'm going. I'm going to Northwest Montana next on Friday for the, for the month, a few months. And I just learn from the mountains. And I'll explain, like, so when you when you hike and shit like you get up to the mountain you start down here and you like that feeling before you start a hike you look up there you're like fuck we're going up there and you start putting one foot in front of the other and like 15 minutes go by and you're like third up the mountain yeah and it's crazy and then you get up there and you're like this is awesome you know but when you go back down the other side you might be in a valley where you see another another mountain over there like because of the clouds or the way whatever like the trees and different seasons like 
you get to these peaks and you realize you get up there and you're like, holy fuck, there's like way higher peaks over there. How do I get over there? Right. How do you get down? You got to get down. You got to walk down and then start again. But you get to new heights, you know, so falling down from the mountaintop and sometimes falling versus walking down like you might fucking fall and crash down. Maybe that's you're so comfortable on that mountain that you thought you were up there at your highest and like falling down was the only way that you could even see that. Damn, there's a whole other path over here. Like, let me follow that path, you know, and then it brought you to this whole other mountain that is just way bigger and better, you know. Right. So we'll talk about hardships this whole time, you know, and, and what makes you dope as a person. I think overcoming hardships, falling down, finding new peaks is fucking really dope part of life, you know? Especially when people like, you know, like learn through it. Exactly. And the, come out on the other side. Yeah, the whole thing. That's what it's all about, Steve. This has been a, this has been a great conversation. Yeah. Matter of fact, that clip of the mountains, like that's the clip. Mm. That's the clip that uh, you take with Mike and you kind of navigate like what this going up the mountain you could do a funny clip with the with the yeah. mountain talk i'm all ears because you're a little you like you have a the little like tones that you take on the internet and creatively are good really good well, i appreciate that i told you that already but like you know whatever you think yeah i can never you know compliments are always welcome yeah for sure no but it, it's i mean dude you guys are killing it it's been great you guys i mean sky's the limit like i think we talked about it, I think, on the bus, but just like this whole authenticity and this whole vantage point of being being one of the guys. Like you're mm -hmm. literally one of the boys. When we talk about f football players and athletes, they don't they want to. Baker Mayfield came and sat down with me because I'm one of the boys. Mm -hmm. All these guys will come and open up with you because you're one of the fucking boys. Right. So this whole thing is like I think is genius, you know. And before we go, let's talk about the hat you're wearing. <laughs> Let's talk yeah, about when's this coming out? I don't know. When, when are we coming? Yeah, hat fucks. The hat is fucking. I put it in the group chat. The hat is sex. You were talking the collaboration so of, of busting with the boys, like the boys. With is it is it just on? You never know. Like where we where are we gonna be able to get this? Oh, still. We gonna be able to get this on our site too? Yeah. As you can tell, like I'm obviously just going on shooting from the hip on this because. Um, Classic Foley. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Classic Foley made a gem. Bussin, Stevenson Ranch collaboration for the boys on the side. Not the, uh, what is it? Uh, not your, not, my, not first my first rodeo. rodeo. Yeah. This is going to be the collaboration, I think, of the year. Of the century, I think. Yeah. I think these hats sell till we die. Yeah. And now that Skis is on board, the, the fact that we have red and white, we have Nebraska colors, I think oh, these are going to run dry fast. Yeah. And speaking of that, I need you to pioneer the Chug Bud more. Are you drinking? I do you drink? I dabble in the drinking game. I'll get back into Your it. whole thing is that you can't chug beers, right? Or, or you're yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, hamming yeah. it up or what? Yeah. Break that down. Can we break the fourth wall now? What's going which, on? Which, which, which thing do you want me to explain? The slow I know chugging? The slow chug, what is that? So, the I slow know that's not your best effort. Yeah, no, that's not my best effort. The, the hardest part is slow chugging a shot of liquor. Try and do that. <laughs> Try and do that and you realize it's like, okay, you see why you put it down ASAP. But the whole chug thing was like, Taylor wanted me to drink water on the plane. He's like, hey, for every flight, like uh, for every hour you're in the air, it's a liter of water. 
He's right. And Taylor, and he would throw me a bottle of water. He's like, bro, you're not drinking your water. Ch like, chug this water. So I'm like, oh, you want me to slam this water? And I start drinking it. And like, you just see the suds going up because I'm not like, he starts laughing. He's like, yeah, we should turn this thing into a bit. So essentially everything. So you but but I, I would hide behind the slow chug because um, secretly going into the shot, like the shotgunning a beer, like shot. chugging beer, yeah. I've never actually really done it. Like growing up, I always finessed like chugging. I would drink That's beer fast. That's a news fast. clip right there. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would like you know you play beer pong. Like I would drink beer. Like I would right, toss right, right. beers back. But you know, as an athlete, you would go like vodka. Or you'd go liquor because you're, you're just trying to get drunk quick. Right. So you're not trying to put all those calories on you by drinking beer. So I had never actually shotgun or chug beer. So anytime somebody would ask me, I would kind of finesse my way out of it. Right, right, right. So then when I was actually trying to not like actually trying, but when I was in the spot to chug a beer, mm -hmm. I had done the water bit. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just gonna parlay this into chugging beer because there's zero pressure on chugging. Beer. I love that you guys are strategically creating bits and shit. Like, it's funny. It's good. Dude, like, you know when a moment happens and you're yeah. like, oh, we got to like go with this totally. little bit right here? No, to your point, like, this is your bread and butter. This is it. So being as thoughtful as possible makes so much sense. It's what you should do. Yeah. 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 It's what you should do. But with all that being said, buy the fucking hats, buy the chug butts. We do need to pioneer the chug butts. Do we have more. chug butts here? Do we They've have probably been yet? used. Oh, that would have been good. I'll chug, I'll chug about a shot of whiskey. Yeah, we can chug about a shot of whiskey. There we go. There's one right there. Toss that over bring, here. Yeah, bring that over here. Because chug buds are like your hitter. And it's kind of like we sit back. If we're in the war room, if we're in the film room and we're watching. Thank you, buddy. The coaching is. Right in my bread basket there. Nice. The coaching is like, we have the players. Come on, sell. We have. The, <laughs> yeah, tailgate sell, season's coming. Sell, sell. Like, if. The Chug Bud is a phenomenal product. They fly off your shelves. They do. And we did a collaboration of Bustin' with the Boys and a For the Boys Chug Bud. Obviously, you have For the Boys written on the Chug Bud. That's a no-brainer. That's universal. That's something you have to have no matter what. I think when you look back and realize like why these haven't went the way they have, mm -hmm. if we're going to be self-aware, if we're going to be coachable, yeah. which I pride myself on being coachable, yep. it's like, hey, we have the talent in the room, and it's these Chug Buds. Coaches, you got to do a better job this of, of drawing at. up the right yeah. plays. And me being the coach, I got to do better at promoting these chug buds. I got to have them at tailgates. I got to put them in the content. Yeah, I will say that because I know that's true. That's truthfully I think, what I, you I really say. think we can make a lot of money doing this. Absolutely, like your fan base. You, you, you text me, and I feel it. Like just knowing, just knowing that, like. It, I got to look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. Have I been doing... It's a gut check time. Yeah, thing, exactly. You know? Have I been working as hard as I can to the best of my ability? The answer is no. no we but have the talent in the room. We got to start putting them in the right situation so they can make the right plays. It's the about field. the system, right? You could be a great player in a bad system. Yes. So calling the right plays for Chug Bud is your beer's best friend. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? And so, I need to put them in the right system. So, so now, listen, plays. I will say this. I think everything happens for a reason. This conversation happens the way it happens. You're going into tailgate. Want to tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing next? Yeah, tailgate? so we will have tailgates. So throughout the year, we're traveling, we're towing the bus. The, all the YNK fans, check out Bussing with the Boys. Yeah, There's yeah, room for, for everybody. Sure. There's eyes for everybody. You can listen to Mike. I think he drops a pod once a, once a year. <laughs> um, He's coming at me. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to five campuses this year. We're going to Nebraska on September 3rd. We're going to the University of Tennessee on September 24th. We're going to... JP, Notre Dame on November 5th, and we're going to Michigan on November 12th for the actual Bussin' Bowl. That's a rivalry for the next seven, eight years. That is getting considered, that is officially considered the Bussin' Bowl. We have verbals from the coaches and the ADs that that is Crazy. going to be a trophy game. We're getting a trophy 
crazy. made. It's a, a heavy look. trophy. People be hoisting. What's up? Mike's and performing. Skis, skis yeah, Mike and Skis are performing <laughs> at Michigan on November 12th. Hey. We also have five tailgates in Nashville, Tennessee. First in Broadway, Acme, Feed, and Seed. We'll be there for which five games, Garrett? Do you know? Home opener. The These are Titans games. The second Colts game. Second Colts game. And you'll clip this up to make it flow. Yeah. Second Colts game. The Raiders game. The Raiders game that's week, week three. three. We're a little broken on those. We got five tailgates. You'll be able to see them on our on our on all of our socials. But we will be at nine different spots this year. We will have the Chug Bud. Amazing. We will have the hats. We will have the vibes because yeah. we are pro vibe at busting with the boys, and we will be drinking our asses off because we'll be cheering for the boys. Now, to be for the boys, you can root for any color; it doesn't matter. Whatever your colors are, if you're for the boys, you're for us. Yep. You're gonna be at these spots. We're gonna have chug buds. We're gonna make videos because yep. we're gonna collaborate on them, yep. Mike. Because yep. you have a massive following as well, yeah. and we're gonna show the people that this is the collaboration of 2022. And I think we're gonna fucking crush it. I need to do a better job. Yeah. That's on me. Hand up. It's a culture thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. y'all's culture. We have such a, we have such a you know culture with the, the fans and products and shit. But it's like. The way, especially, just not barstool. I feel like you guys are your own your own thing now. It's almost. easy to say this, but just culture. this bussing like culture too. It's just like tailgates, beers. I challenge now, now. You're not really. I think I've gotten down to the bottom of the issue. Go ahead. I don't know if you're gonna like to hear this, but like maybe you're not the Chugbud guy because you're not really like. Here's here's what I'm gonna get at. Here's what I'm gonna get at. Okay. Here's what I'm gonna get at. I'm gonna wait. So the reason this is all right. Here's the reason why this thing fucks so hard, right? Is because we're all like drinking guys, right? Like we, I can't even tell you. Can't put a number on how many beers I've chugged. Like, bro, you. I when I was at your spot last time you were in Nashville, you were having like cases wheeled into your like a like a goddamn (laughs) yeah, a savage. Like a Bud Light fairy came and showed up every single day. We drink eight thousand every party and then. Versace would roll in another fucking 800 Pallets beers. of cases. Yeah, this like it no looked bullshit. like it was a Stevenson Ranch bar, yeah. bar and grill. Yeah. And we were serving the community of Nashville. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? But like, bring this around adult men, young adult men, right? Like, we're like around a lot of different strokes and folks of different types of guys and doing different shit. Like, f- all the way ranging from L.A. where it's like not this culture. Like, it's L.A. It's Hollywood. Like, mm-hmm. People circling around people, ha ha, yeah, yeah, uh, clapping when they're doing it. Whoa. Like adults acting like fucking kids at the goddamn amusement yeah. park. Yeah. Where, yes, like a beer funnel can give you that, but it's like adults aren't like passing around a big ass beer funnel this big. Like, it's just like everyone can do it. There's five at once. Like, the girls can do it. The guys can do it. You do a seltzer, you do a beer, you do a fucking ranch water, you do whatever it may be, but like, there's a certain energy and camaraderie. Go to a fucking bar that the, the, the Bottle Blonde does these. Like, the guy hit me. He's just like, yo, the fucking vibe's crazy. Like, everyone's like, you hear hooting and hollering, and it's the chug buds. Like, people are like, woo, like, never seen it, you know, do it. And it's just has this wow, new it thing where it's like, adults can do it, and like, it doesn't feel like we're like, what are we, fucking freshman year of college? Like, mm. kind of a little, but like, if you're going that way and you're doing that and you're having one of those days, hey, busting with the boys, like, all you guys, I know you fuckers go and golf on, on when you can get away from the fucking missus. Mm. Guess what? She fits right in a goddamn fucking golf bag. And you guys are doing 
you know, you guys are doing five beer chugs at least around. So everyone's. So what were, I wanna, where were you circling it back to me? Because you were coaching me up. No, I am coaching you. You're saying I don't know if you're the guy. Well, because because of your lack of um, experience in the beer chugging department, right? Right. It doesn't knock your socks off because you haven't really been in the game. Like when you've been doing it and then this thing comes around, you're like, yo, this thing fucks. Like it's gonna even, change my life. We don't even wanna chug beers really, but we're we're fucking like we'll just be on a vibe, like, well, yeah, let's do a chug bud. We're like grown men. Like, we don't I don't wanna fucking chug beers alone. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, which is me and my boy. Like, we've drank a thousand beers together. But like there's just something fun about this that doesn't know what shotgun shotgun's its own thing. How many shotguns can you do with the boys? One or two before it's a fucking mess? Right. You know what I mean? Like, mate, you really step out and do one shotgun, and that's the moment. This could go on. Oh, here we go. We got five minutes left. All right, perfect. What is I this? know. What is this? It's a whiskey seltzer, bro. A whiskey seltzer. It's a I'll cocktail in a can. I'll do it. It's a warm cocktail in a can. What flavor is that? I'm going to sip it first and acquaint my palate. But hey, you were juicing me up right there because at the end of the you day, you get what you, I mean, though. You can only like let's go out to the yard and shotgun a beer. It's like when you see a toy sitting on the table, you're like, hey, let's, boys, let's let's get into this. And exactly. the chug and the chug buds create a moment, dude, dude, dude. I'm telling you, like, like a specific vibe. Not like we're all chugging. Not like we're all shotgunning. And you hear the cans crunching and stuff like that. But a chug bud stops for a second. It's like, hey, what's that, dude? And it's a moment. I like, hey, let's circle around. Totally cheer. agree. It's like I had I had moments we were fucking partying our ass off in Scottsdale. I had this big ass backyard. I was on a birthday bender. It was borderline drove me into pure sobriety. Like it was gnarly. Yeah. Like I was going. And I remember walking out of my room, like it was kinda like not a campus vibe, but like my room was over here and then like the whole there was Hundred people still there. It was six a.m. Sun was up, and I swear to God, there was ten chug buds on the ground. It looked like we were at a chug bud farm and we were cropping them, like they were everywhere. Yeah. And I look over and there's girls, guys, black, white, tall, baseball players, fucking everyone. That's all everyone's doing. Maybe some, maybe some other extracurricular activities as well that I don't I didn't know about. Right. But what I was, you don't condone. I don't condone. I'm not gonna say yeah. I own it. Yeah. I was in my room making music. Really, yeah. I was. I, I would step off in the middle of parties and just make shit. Like, just I was on a vibe and I would do it. And I'm like, this thing's the fucking best thing ever. This thing will live forever. I had a moment like right there. I was just like, every, they're like six a.m. Like, it's the fortieth time they've seen the chug bud and they're still wooing. Like they're on the fucking goddamn bachelor party in Broadway. Right. right. They're yelling and wooing and ooing and aahing and it's like they're adults and they're like hot girls and fucking cool dudes like i know these. like right they're not like fucking dorks they're not like 18 year old college kids either never right. did it before so it's just I, like, I, 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 you get what i'm getting yeah, at absolutely. like it's something different i know and it's something that like two minutes, two minutes am i gonna do this you yeah i think you gotta do it we have two minutes I, you gotta you gotta do it obviously easy, you, everyone would be doing it. right hey hard decisions easy life Come on now. This thing's gnarly. It's like it's like a tart. It's like it's it's actually quite enjoyable, but I, it's not gonna go down easy. No, because it's warm. All right, busting with the boys, chug bud. Honestly, all the Steves, listen. Let's sell these out now to prove a point to Will. Because playoff Willie hasn't been going to bat for us here, and I'm calling him out. 
I'm gonna stand up for it. To, oh shit. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Let's fucking go, dude. How was it? Thought it was gonna be worse. Hey, this was You Never Know. Uh, go subscribe. Also, check out Bust with the Boys. With one, how much time left? One minute. Uh, Are you good, You wanna get a photo?